make no bones about something to supersize your business. What the heck does that mean? Sharon Horn-Elstrom here, also known as Pajama Grandma. Let's talk about the expression, the idiom, make no bones about something. I love this expression because it sort of describes me or the way I am, right? And anything that we can totally relate to, we like, right? So what does it mean? Let's talk about what it means and let's talk about where it came from. It means, of course, to speak directly, plainly, honestly, and without hesitation. Uh, it's a very old idiom. It was first seen in writing in 1548, right? That is hundreds of years. Anything that's been around for hundreds of years, what do we know? It impacts us, or if not us directly, it does indirectly, because it impacts the people around us, the people that we come in contact with every single day. Now, to me, this expression is all about communication. But where did it come from? They're not really sure. They're not really sure where it came from. They think it might have come from somebody thinking about not having any bones in their soup, because if there weren't any bones in your soup, you could guzzle it down or drink it down without worrying about choking to death on a bone. Or, um, and that, and that of course meant then that you could speak plainly without worrying. You could, you could state something, you could say something, you could communicate something without worrying about retribution or worrying about getting in trouble. Um, our communication style, again, I love this one because this is pretty much how I am, unless you're listening to my videos a lot and you see I sometimes get sidetracked and talk in circles. I still, for the most part, am pretty direct. I'm pretty straightforward with my opinion. I'm always honest and, and truthful about how I feel about something. There's a difference to me between judgment and expecting other people to feel the same way I do about something and just sharing your opinion. Everybody gets to have an opinion, right? Everybody gets to talk about um, how they see things because that's how we understand one another better, by understanding how we each see things differently. Because guess what? A lot of us see things totally differently and that should be okay um, I also am pretty quick to just share what it is that I have to share right and I've noticed and I'd like you to just take a quick assessment of yourself about your communication style um, are you somebody that makes no bones about something or do you hold back your opinion do you hesitate do you not share what you're thinking about something do you muddy up or add a lot of unnecessary nonsense and stuff to your communication because that can irritate people. I think of um, my ex-husband and I have completely opposite communication styles. I am make no bones about it, direct, concise, get to the point. Tell me exactly what is important and what you need me to do about it. Otherwise, I don't want all the backstory. Um, with my ex, he has to tell all of the backstory, all of the thinking, all of the thing and then after about 15 minutes with no interruptions and no questions a question is an interruption to him then he gets to the point or asks a question now for someone like me drives me up a wall right but I've learned that that's the way he I didn't learn it soon enough but I've learned now that we've been divorced that that's the way he has to communicate because that's how his brain works he has to get the whole thought out or he's afraid that somewhere along the line, if he gets interrupted or a question, even a question is an interruption, that he's going to forget part of the story. So then he has to go back and start all over again. It's kind of like he memorizes these speeches and has to, to do the, deliver the whole speech. I mean, think about speech class where you memorize your presentation, you had to do the whole thing and can only take questions at the end because if somebody interrupted you, you wouldn't know where you were and you'd lose your train of thought. That's what it reminds me of. So anyway, today, ask yourself, 
how, what's your communication style? How direct are you? How honest? How plainly do you speak? How clearly and concisely and quickly? How fast do you get to the point? How often do you express your um, thoughts on a matter, maybe without an opinion or a judgment, just talk about, hey, these are the things I'm thinking of around this topic. What do you think? And ask other people for their opinions. So what's your communication style? How quickly do you do that? And is, have you noticed, and is there, because I believe that there might be, a correlation between decision making and your communication style. I totally have, I totally see a correlation between my communication style and my decision making style. Um, and just wondering if other people see that as well. So what does this have to do with growing and supersizing your business? What does this mean? Well, number one, you need to create an environment in your organization, the business that you're building and growing, where everyone of different communication types and styles feels comfortable to speak plainly, to share their thoughts, to share what they're thinking without retribution. Now, of course, not if it's illegal, not if it's immoral, not if it's unethical, you know, I'm not tolerating any of that nonsense in my businesses or with the people I work with. But beyond that, you know, don't ask me about my politics and religion because number one, it's it's nobody's business and some things are so personal that they're just going to cause dissent if, if you discuss those. So beyond that, hey, anything's fair game. I actually had that, that you know, I want to think of the word. I can't think of the word, but I actually had that as part of my uh, my business, my Italian food manufacturing business that I had for 35 years. We could talk about anything. We could share anything. But politics and religion were pretty much off the table, and we wouldn't have discussions about that because early on, every time there was a discussion about that, somebody's feelings got hurt. Somebody got upset and emotional because their feelings got hurt. Religion and politics are two topics that are so emotionally laden. And a lot of times it's not even our emotions. It's stuff from the past or other things that they don't belong to me, to me, my opinion. Again, they don't belong in the workplace, not my workplace. So, and it's kind of like somebody's sexual orientation. I don't care. I don't care about your politics. I don't care about your religion. I don't care about your sexual orientation. It doesn't have anything to do with whether you can work with me or do a job or not. So create an environment that everyone feels, you know, like they can speak up, like they can be, they can say what they think, right? And usually what happens in, in organizations is people will self-select themselves out. If they don't fit into the, the norm and the values that the rest of the organization has, they'll usually, you know, they'll usually choose to leave or move on to something different. So make sure that you're cognizant of the environment that you're creating. Then ask yourself, what is the two areas that I see this really playing out in are customer experience and customer service. What is the customer experience? What is your customer's experience with you? Are you making it as simple and easy and friction free as possible to do business with you? If not, look at that. Find ways to continually be simplifying, simplifying, simplifying and improving your customer's experience or your potential customer's experience with your business. How easy is it to get in contact with and do business with you? Make it as frictionless as possible. And the other area is in customer service. <laughs> the customer service and quality are two of the areas that drive me insane in most companies because they're handled so poorly. Because they're, they're created out of problems that have arisen in the past and the company does what's right and easiest and best for them without necessarily taking into consideration the impact on the customer, the end user. So uh, don't make your return, your warranty, your guarantee policies and other things difficult and challenging and hard for people. They don't let people take advantage of you and cheat you, but also 
there's a lot of good people out there that have challenges with our our businesses. Our businesses aren't perfect for everyone, right? Our products and services fail. All products and services fail. Don't you know? We're kidding ourselves if we think that they don't. It's the nature of the universe, right? Things work sometimes, sometimes they don't. And maybe through, you know, no fault of our own. But make it easy and always treat people the way you would want to be treated. Make it easy for customers to get their problems handled. Handle problems as easily as possible for your customers. That's why your business exists. So make no bones about something. Don't make a big deal out of things. Don't make things more complicated than they have to be and watch how quickly you grow and build and create the business that you've always wanted. Business of your dreams, the supersized business, however you define that. That's it for today. I would love to know what you think about this expression. Sharon Horn Elstrom, you can message me if you have any questions about this or anything else that you think I might be able to help you with. Um, otherwise, I will, of course, be with you tomorrow with another interesting idiom. What does it mean? Where did it come from? How might you be able to use it to create the life and the business that you want? Have an awesome day. Bye.